You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. What is going on, everybody? We are back. It has been a couple weeks, but we are back. And yes, we have had... Kind of scheduling issues back and forth. We really wanted this episode to happen. The Animal Comp episode is finally here. We bring on our special guest every year, Matt Price, who knows animals from all over the world. I mean, he's he's stunned me on a lot of Animal Comps. But first, we are brought to you by Fantasy Points. You won't find a better deal from a major fantasy content provider. They're season-long DFS betting content, massive NFL draft and prospect previews, and reviews by Greg Gosell, live stream best ball drafts with NFFC. Those have been great. Uh, Analytic power draft tool, you know, n- almost 90% of people have made the fantasy playoffs last year, which is an insane amount of success. This is what you need to succeed in fantasy football the code is 21DHH10. Go to fantasypoints.com slash subscribe to subscribe. There's going to be lots of free content on there as well by Graham Barfield and Scott Barrett. So if you can't afford it, don't throw it. There is a lot of stuff that you can find there on the free content. Once again, use code 21DHH10 to get your subscription today. Uh, Tim, it's just you and I. Doug is a uh, pool Doug today. He, is he has Doug. some company. Pool Doug is happening, so it is just us. Um, but yeah, we have our guests. He he sent us some pictures earlier from you know the setup for Pool Doug. That, you know, maybe I should put those on my uh, Instagram or something so everybody can appreciate Pool Doug. I mean, we could probably put him on our own Instagram and act like it's our pool. Because yeah, I feel hey. like he's not that like be like yeah, just living that best life. You know, kind of fit in with that Instagram crowd. There you go. But but yeah, uh, let's bring in our guests. Uh, our guest, uh, like I said, is Matt Price from DLF. Matt, how's it going today? It's going good, man. Good. It's fun to come back for this show every year. Uh, I, just, I, I mentioned to it earlier, but I feel like I'm starting to like go back to things that I've already comped to other things before. But mm-hmm. you know, there's archetypes that that you just kind of go back to. So maybe I think I got, a, got at least one original one today. We'll see how you guys feel about the other two. This is always my favorite episode. Um, you know, it's it's something different. I I have fun researching these animals, and sometimes you find one that you're like, man, this is this seems like to be a perfect fit. And other times, when you draft this player, because we just do a one round draft, you know, there, there should have been four of us. We have Doug's comps, you know. But my my first pick in the draft, I I bounced back and forth between like three or four different animals, and then I finally decided, okay, this is what I'm going to go with. And then when I started to write the comp out, I was like, man, I just don't know if I love this. So we'll see how it all goes. But 
yeah, it, it's it's going to be a fun episode. We're going to get right into it. Um, so yeah, uh, actually, first we had a trade happen today that yeah. I want to bring up, and it's Your my beloved. Yeah, NFL trade, not my trade, but I wouldn't have made this trade. You guys know me. I would have never traded away Julio, but Julio has been traded to the Titans. This this one hurt. I mean, this one actually didn't feel great, but Julio is always going to be a Falcon in my eyes. So I personally was like, okay, you know, end of the career. I get it. He wants to try to win a Super Bowl. No offense, Atlanta. You're not getting there. Uh, this whole entire – I love Kyle Pitts. But this kind of makes me feel maybe we should have went quarterback. But then the Matt Ryan contract is mm-hmm. insane. I don't know. Fal- Falcons did not do this correct. Yeah, they did not do this correctly. If Matt Ryan's contract was, you know, easily cuttable, I think they might have went Fields or or went a different direction. But mm-hmm. uh, they went Pitts, and uh, I mean, Matt, you were as big as a Pitts fan as I am. So talk to me about what this does to his value and also Julio and A.J. Brown and all that is involved. Well, well, first of all, I just don't like – you kind of mentioned it, but I don't understand what the Falcons are doing. Like if they weren't going to take a quarterback, then it seems like they are going to try to win this year, question mark. And if if you're going to do that, then why would you move Julio? Like was there really – I mean, is it really just selling before the wheels fall? Do they know something that we don't? You know, like it just—it just is a bizarre move from a team standpoint. Uh, presuming they were going to try to to win this year, right? So that's the first thing um, for Pitts. I think now we can probably reasonably expect close to a twenty percent target share for for Pitts in this offense now. And we'll talk about him a little bit more in the draft. But God, I think you have to love it for him. You have to really love it for Calvin Ridley, who really shined last yep. year uh, when when Julio missed time. So I think he got up to like uh, averaging like twenty points per game in PPR leagues when he, in games where Julio was was out of the lineup. So love it for him. You know, as long as Ryan is uh, uh, is still a quarterback, right? Because we did see him struggle last year as well when Julio was out of the lineup. We loved it for our Ridley fantasy points, but as a team, it uh, wasn't so good good for them, right? So yeah. uh, very interesting trade. I don't understand it from the Falcons' perspective. And for the Titans, you know, you, I mean, how do you not, <laughs> you do not love yeah. adding that? Now they have yeah. three legitimate weapons uh, uh, there. Uh, and AJ Brown is, is, you know, probably still going to have 120, 130 targets. Julio's going to get his 120 plus. So, uh, there's not really anything after those two in the passing game. And of course, Henry there. So, uh, good for the Titans. Uh, like I would say slightly less good for Julio, uh, in terms of fantasy production and great for, for Ridley and great for Pitts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Tim? What do you think? Uh, the Titans gave up what a second and a fourth for Julio in a six. So uh, I think the trade value itself is great for the Titans. It's it's funny because they brought it up how Muhammad Sanu might actually have costed more mm-hmm. for the Patriots to acquire than Julio, depending <laughs> on where that pick lands, Yeah, which is gross to even think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's very true. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with Matt. I think that A.J. Brown's still going to see the quantity, what what I like for AJ Brown is that same number should be even more efficient targets now as well because it's not just oh we got to definitely cover the stud over here we got two studs on the outside now so uh, you should see a little bit more uh, room for AJ Brown to work this year I would I would imagine uh, really I think this is going to help uh, Derrick Henry like he actually needs it though. Uh, you know, it, they're going to be able to uh, legitimately scare defensive backs uh, 
um, and, and have them have to play coverage and not just bite on every play action. So Derrick Henry might see a little bit more, uh, you know, daylight in those seams that he's norm, you know, normally running through pretty good. Uh, Calvin Ridley, you got to like the bump up there. Um, you know, I had Josh Reynolds on like one or two rosters. That, thinking, yeah, that hurts. Thinking like, <laughs> I mean, if he's going to go into the season being the number two for the Titans, I mean, I'll take it. That's probably going to see 70, 80 targets. So um, I thought he was a very cheap piece. But uh, it's Russell Gage season, baby. Let's go. If you're looking for the value piece, Russell Gage, uh, when Julio was out last year, did perform pretty well. Um, you know, he was a flex option for people. So there you go. He could possibly be another flex option this year for you. Um, you know, but overall, real life, I like the trade for the Titans. I think it's good value. As long as, like Matt said, as long as there's not anything, you know, behind the curtain that nobody else seems to know about with Julio and the wheels aren't getting ready to fall off, I think the Titans got themselves a steal. Yeah, I mean, he's he's 32 years old, so the wheels are still there. But the tire tread is definitely getting a little thin. You're thinking to yourself, I'm, I'm, maybe this winter I'll be able to last. But next winter, I might need to think about getting new, some new tires. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with Julio. Uh, yeah, I, Atlanta, I mean, it, it might have made sense if they took Jamar Chase at four, if they had the thought they would trade Julio. But I think the fact that they can't even sign their draft picks kind of puts them in a tough position. And Matt brought I, up a good point, though. You know, the whole talk was we're going to go for it this year. Yes. And, you know, they're they're talking out one side and doing something out the other. So yeah, I mean, when you're when you're starting running backs, Mike Davis. Now, Mike Davis is fine. He did well last year. He's get. I mean, if quads are the new BMI, so his quad BMI is through the roof, yeah. which is a quad new MI. analytics tool. A, a quad MI, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be tough as an Atlanta fan. Um, but I kind of know I'm, I'm used to it. So don't worry about me. I'll be fine. (laughs) Hey, at least they got him out of the conference. You know, it's not like they traded him in division and they're gonna have to see him twice or something this year. That's true. I mean, it wouldn't have shocked me if Tampa Bay used like kind of hypnosis on him and was like, Hey, trade him to us. Cause I mean, Tampa Bay has everybody. All right, you guys, we're going to get right into this draft. But first, I'm going to talk to you about League Tycoon. A lot of people want to upgrade their redraft league to a salary cap dynasty league, but there's a lot of friction that can cause this. You got to change the whole league. People got to agree to it. You got you to switch off from the ESPN Yahoo sleeper, which you've been on for years. You got to explain to league mates how everything works, and that's a pain. And then the commission has to manually maintain everything. I'm in a league. I, I, you know, I'm in the MFL league. I like the MFL process, but yes, it is a pain updating the contracts, switching it. To, uh, you know, when the players drafted, you got to go in manually and change that. You got to change it. If they're on the taxi, you got to put taxi squad. Yeah, it, it, it can be a little bit much. And league tycoon is trying to change that. They don't have to do anything manually. That is the commissioner. They are going to let your league mates help you and do the work. They're going to make everything easy to transition over to League Tycoon. They're going to make it automatic. Almost everything's automatic. The app is great. They got the best UI, UX, modern mobile app. You're going to notice things that you haven't with other things. Uh, You don't need to be a teacher for your league mates. It's going to be simple transition. So if you want to go try it out, League Tycoon, that is League Tycoon. Try it out today. Go check it out. All right, guys. Here we are. I'm going to hand the reins to Tim. 
I'm going to go, you know, wipe these tears off my cheeks with the Julio Jones news. But uh, Tim is going to take the wheel and we're going to do this draft. Yeah. So as we have now, I think this is year four of the Animal Comps episode. So as we have now for four straight years, uh, we bring Mr. Matt Price, the most knowledgeable person in the fantasy industry when it comes to animals. As well as fantasy. He's, he, I he's, thought you were going to slim it down a little more. Like <laughs> the most knowledgeable animal advice in fantasy football in in the Western Hemisphere yeah. of the United States. <laughs> in the Southwest region quadrant. No, no, Matt. <laughs> every year, Matt Matt brings some knowledge that just absolutely blows my mind. He, he, you know, I could go as deep as I possibly, you know, my knowledge will take me trying to find an animal thinking I got him on this one. And he'll spit out some other fact that I'm like, ah, didn't find that. Wow. I'm sitting here saying like, Oh, it's Brown. It's got Brown hair. Just like, just like this player. It's got, it's got Paul's. It's got Paul's. It's got Paul's. It's got an opposable thumb. I know that. So we do, we do a super flex one round draft. We, we just rotate through. So, um, you know, we were kind of kicking it around who was going to get the first pick and Doug stepped up. You know, he volunteered himself. He made the easy pick for everybody. Uh, he went with uh, Trevor Lawrence at the 101 here. Uh, like we mentioned, Doug can't be here today, but he sent us his comps. So for Trevor Lawrence, he comps him to a Liger. He's pretty like a Tiger, and obviously he was one in college as well there at Clemson. He has the mane of a lion, and he is an apex predator of this QB class. The chosen one, much like Simba, Everything you see in Jacksonville is yours, Trevor. He has deceptive speed for his size and stalks his prey with a cool, calculated demeanor. Now, this was his shortest of the comps. I do, I like, uh, I do like it. I do have a question: Are ligers actually real? Ligers are real. However, they are a man-made uh, abomination, basically, where people okay. take a tiger and lion and put them together, and sometimes they breed. Um, they don't. They don't. They, they are not in the left. wild, so they're not. <laughs> so they're not stalking or hunting anything. So <laughs> that is definitely false. They. They. The, the way they know how to eat is when someone hands them a, 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 some, a piece of meat. That's how they know how to eat. So, uh, sorry, Doug, you're not here to defend yourself. But that one is uh, should have just went straight with straight tiger because th- that would have been that would have been easier, right? Because he went to Clemson. Yeah. He's a Clemson tiger. Yeah. Should have just went with the the actual animal instead of the uh, the human created hybrid. And or I just think a, a cat. I, I, I'm a cat. And, and, and I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to look it up to be sure, but I'm pretty sure that ligers are also sterile. So, um, like, like, you know, like a, it's like a mule almost, you know, where like they, you can make them, but they can't make more of, of, of them. Okay. So, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that is the case. So, that's also not, you know, super attractive for, for describing Trevor Lawrence, I guess. Now, if you would put a tiger and a lion together, you said, you said sometimes they mate and they create a liger. Do sometimes other things happen? And only one is left in the cage? <laughs> uh, you mean, do they sometimes kill each other? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty horrible practice, in my opinion. Mm. Now, th- there are some natural occurring um, hybrid animals. Like, for example, uh, you might, have, might hear something called a grizzolder or a prisley bear. Uh, and that's a lot due to climate change, how, how things oh, are being brought, uh, like things are being brought together, uh, uh, just because of the way the ice melts and things like that. So pol- there has been some examples of, of polar bears and grizzly bears mating in the wild. So that oh, wow. um, would be a gigantic bear. 
Yeah. You can look <laughs> them up. Prisley, they, they go by two names. Prisley, depending on which one was the male, which one was the female. The same with ligers, because there's also uh, t- t- tie-ons, I think they're called. Anyway, it depends on which which of the male or the female, uh, of which species it is. But yeah, Prisley bear or Grizzolar bears or something you could look up. So it's kind of like uh, he's going to take her name, she's going to take his <laughs> name type thing. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like that. Wow. Makes sense. Wow. So there you were, Doug. Your first one didn't hold up. But we went to Matt Price for the 102. And as Tyler said, apparently Matt and him are both on the Pitts train because that's who Matt Price went with at the 102. He went with Kyle Pitts, the Atlanta Falcons' newest pass catcher. What's your animal comp for Mr. Pitts? I went with the giant Pacific octopus for for two reasons. Two reasons. Number one is Kyle Pitts has a gigantic catch radius, and octopus arms uh, are super stretchy. They can be, you know, like 12 feet, I think, in diameter when they fully stretch out their um, uh, both sides of their tentacles. Um, and they have super strong stuckers. Kyle Pitts has, is very strong at the catch point. Octopus have, uh, giant Pacific octopus have uh, about 240 suckers per arm, and each individual sucker can lift or, 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 you know, their suction power is about 35 pounds. So that's about 8,400 pounds that they can manipulate per arm. And there's about 1,920 suckers total on an entire adult giant Pacific octopus's body. So that's about 67,000 pounds. <laughs> um, uh, but my favorite thing about octopus in comparing to Kyle Pitts is that Kyle Pitts is also a master of disguise. He's fooled everyone into thinking that he's a tight end and not a wide receiver. And octopus <laughs> are also masters of disguise. They can uh, send signals to their chromatophores, which are color changing cells to change to any color uh, that, you, that they can possibly uh, uh, mimic. Um, their surroundings, and then they also have areas of their body, their muscle fibers called these uh, papillae. I I think I'm saying the word wrong. Um, But uh, they can constrict these spiderweb-shaped muscle patterns to not only uh, uh, mimic colors of their surroundings, but also texture. So they can take these and constrict these muscle fibers uh, into bumps and spikes and like even branching things. So not only can they perfectly mimic the color of their surroundings, also the texture of their surroundings. So Kyle Pitts has fooled everybody into thinking he's a tight end by his destination when he's actually a wide receiver. So he is also a master of disguise. Yes, well done. That well, okay. My favorite one of all time was 2017. When he comped Christian McCaffrey to to what was it again? A mantis shrimp. Yes, oh, yes and, and, <laughs> and it was because of its eyes. Yeah, its I vision. Think. They have like three hundred and sixty degree, like the like the most complex eye of any animal. And wow. this is now is this might be my new favorite comp <laughs> for a player. Like this, this is definitely blowing my mind. I love it. Yeah, that is some uh, big time octopus info there, for sure. Oh, wow. I like that a lot, Matt. Uh, so 103, Tyler, you were up and you took? I took Trey Lance. There you go. And I actually wanted Trey Lance because of the comp. He's from Minnesota. And you know what Minnesota has a lot of? Gray wolves. Not lakes. White-tailed deer. We have a lot of white-tailed deer. And that's what I'm comping Trey Lance to. And the reason? From Minnesota. Trey Lance is from Minnesota. And they have very good eyesight and and different senses their smell is good i mean i don't know about trey lance's smell but they can sense their surroundings and trey lance has fantastic sense of a play he had 27 touchdowns one year zero interceptions so he kind of knows where to go with the ball uh 
I mean, there's times when he can look like he's a deer in a headlight. So he get he gets kind of caught, trapped when the play breaks down. There's times when that happens, and it's just like a white-tailed deer. Their lifespan is 14 years, and honestly, I feel like that's a perfect lifespan for Trey Lance in the NFL. <laughs> a good, successful career, 14 years. I mean, with his running ability, I wouldn't expect him to be a player that goes to his 40s. Maybe. Maybe he's a Pat Mahomes-esque type player that kind of pumps the brakes on the running and focuses more on the throwing. But, I mean, 14 years is perfectly fine with me for a lifespan of a quarterback. And a deer, a white-tailed deer, can run 30 miles per hour, jump 10 feet. You know who else is very athletic? Trey Lance. He's one of the most athletic quarterbacks in this draft. Trey Lance, white-tailed deer. Love it. Final answer. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this is the one I wasn't 100% sure about. So at 104, I went with Justin Fields. I really like Justin Fields. I also wanted to go with something that, you know, went along with his, his athleticism a little bit. But I was like, no, that's what everybody expects. So I kind of did some research on a few animals, and this is what I landed on. Don't know if I love it. Justin Fields is a dung beetle. Dung beetles can pull 1,141 times their body weight. This is the equivalent to Tyler pulling six double-decker buses at the same time. Only two short of what I can. <laughs> you, you've done four before. You haven't haven't touched yeah. that six yet. Well, there's yeah. always time. We we can work. We you know that's summer's four, Tyler. Um, some some dung beetles have the ability to guide themselves by moonlight and the stars in the Milky Way. Uh, sky so with that being said justin fields is destined to be a star and he will definitely need that dung beetle strength to pull this bears team into the playoffs <laughs> i was as, hoping as, there was something actual with dung because he's on the bears you know i, I, I think feel it, like i think it's i was I, you know they roll it up into a ball and uh some of them eat it some of them bury it and then they like lay their eggs in it but as I didn't a, want to do like Allen Robinson laying the eggs, and I don't know. As a Packers fan, I love it because the Bears are, are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, so I, I I like it. I mean, he's he's just, he's kind of tough to comp. I mean, he he's super athletic. Yeah, I, it, it would have been pretty easy to find like a very agile, quick animal to go with, but I don't know. I I, I Matt, was looking at him saying he's he's gonna have to be the the rock for this team i think yeah matt what what is your thoughts on fields uh, i i honestly don't know what you feel about fields in chicago i i like it fine he's quarterback three for me so uh this falls perfectly in this draft right uh yeah i'm i i, I don't know i i think he's gonna be fine but you know he fell for a reason you know whether you know it's the external you know, made up issues or not. Uh, I, I don't know, but it's hard for me to get excited about him. Like I said, cause I'm a Packers fan. So I, I, I pass on him everywhere for pits basically, um, but where I had an opportunity to take him. So I don't have any, but I think he's going to be successful. You, you love the deep, the deep accuracy, right. And that's going to be great for Alan Robinson. So um, yeah, I think he's right in that, like just outside of like the quarterback one range right now in dynasty for me. So like right in the same range as, um, I'm trying to think who I have it like quarterback 12 like right around like like just before like the two range I would say it was where I would put somebody like Fields all right all right so we were back to Doug at the 105 and Doug decided to go with Najee Harris the Pittsburgh Steelers running back 
So Najee's comp for Doug is a donkey. He's going to be a pack animal that carries a lot of a, a lot of the load in this offense. He'll carry it without complaint, and he'll get the job done week in, week out. Najee's play style fits the jackass because they can defend themselves by biting, striking with their front hooves, or kicking with their hind legs, which speaks to the physical nature of his game and the ability to welcome contact and be physical through it. It is considerably more difficult to force or frighten a donkey into doing something it perceives as dangerous for whatever reason, so I don't think the Pittsburgh offensive line will be an issue mentally for Mr. Harris. So, you know, Doug's got a donkey here. He is right. They can be very stubborn animals. Um, I I don't think that's going to necessarily help him with his blocking there in Pittsburgh. Um, But, yeah, the donkey's not necessarily um, easily scared, so he's going to probably uh, step up and and do his best to, to, to win the battle. Yeah, I like it. That's a good one. Okay. Okay. All right. So then, Matt, we were back to you at the 106. Uh, another great pick here. Uh, super athletic receiver, Jamar Chase from LSU. What was your animal cop from Mr. Animal comp from Mr. Chase? This one is is nowhere in depth as <laughs> as the octopus one, unfortunately. But I picked uh, a polar bear. Because I think Kyle Pitts, one of his best uh, best traits is his strength at the catch point, going up and get those contested catches despite, you know, not having the the most size uh, as a receiver that would have that as a strong point of their game. Um, so you know, you see him go up and snatch ball, balls out of defenders' hands all the time. Especially, I love the one against Vanderbilt, Bilt, where he goes up over the guy, makes the catch, and, and draws the penalty as well. Um, so I comped him to a polar bear because they have the largest paws in the animal kingdom, about a foot in diameter. Uh, so. Not not as nuanced, but massive, you know, that massive, is massive, massive strong, largest land 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 carnivore in the world, largest paws in the world. Wow, wow. He's kind of got that mentality too, Jamar Chase, like yeah. a polar bear's mentality. Yeah, I like that. Just gonna go out here. I'm gonna do my thing. Find me a seal. <laughs> <laughs> once he, once it has it in there, in his hands, it's yeah. not getting away from. Yeah, him. you're mine. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy. All right, so so we were back to Tyler here at 107. Uh, Tyler, you took one of my favorite guys in this draft, but uh, applaud you for it. Javonta Williams, uh, running yes. back out of Denver. This one I thought would be harder to comp, but it actually came quite quickly. Okay. I'm going to go with the Cape Buffalo. Now, the Cape Buffalo is not a take and not afraid to take on anything. Yeah, it's almost fearless. And the twins are very rare for this animal. So, in my opinion, Javante is like hard to comp. People say Nick Chubb and stuff. I don't see it. I see a better pass catcher. I, I feel like he's a one-of-a-kind type player. Now, Buffalo, there's a saying, there's a saying for Buffaloes. I don't know, Matt, if you've ever heard this, but they never forgive. And there's a reason. Apparently, I read this, that if a hunter hurts them or wrongs them, Years later, this buffalo will remember and it will chase after them in remembering years later that this hunter, this specific hunter, hurt them or anybody that's close to them. Is that true? I I, I don't think I could go along with be like the exact person, but like, you know, somebody that looks like a hunter in similar similar uh you know, clothing or Apparel. gear, you know, that has a big gun or whatever, you know, I could see that. It would, I think it would be a stretch to say that it's the, the, the individual person, the exact person that may have hurt them before. 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as long as they don't scream out like, "Hey, are you Greg?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> just just as that an example, Greg, it, you know, like at, at the zoo. I, I mean, it depends on the animal. I think so when you have a limited pool of people that you're dealing with, you know, the animal can recognize individuals. But more to the fact, like, even if I was to walk by an area. Uh, that I don't work with, you know, I'm wearing the same uniform as other zookeepers, so they probably clue yeah. on on that kind of thing. Okay, and the the Cape buffalo is four times stronger than an ox, so they are super strong, and like I said, they're fearless to take things head on, and that's how I think of Javante. I mean, he is a man that played linebacker, went to running back. He, he talks about that, how that's how he plays. His running style is, you know, he's going to take your head on. He's not scared of anything. And that's my comp for Javante. Yeah, and Lions don't want to mess with, with Cape Buffalo. So, yeah, you know you know I, I read that they, yeah, they, they actually kill Lions. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. they'll seek them out to get their young. Wow. Wow. Yep. I did not know that. Uh, Tyler, you brought up the Nick Chubb comparison. I keep hearing that too. I think, um, I think he is a good mix of that Cleveland backfield, honestly. I think he's yeah. got a lot of the balance and contact strength that you see out of Kareem Hunt. And then he's got, you know, that home run ability of a Nick Chubb, uh, a little bit more towards uh, Kareem when it comes to the passing ability. I think he's a good mix of those two guys there. So I, I do want to say there's a couple players that you don't – like Tyreek Hill, you don't, you don't comp. Nick Chubb – and Derrick Henry are two players that I stay away from comping because I, me personally, Nick Chubb is the best runner in the NFL, hands down. I think he's the best pure running back in the NFL. And Derrick Henry is just big and fast, he's, and he's, I we've yeah we've never seen anybody like him. Yeah, yeah he he's he's an animal of his own, which you know maybe we should start comparing big running backs to Derrick Henry. <laughs> the Derrick Henry. He's he's he's, he's a Derrick Henry. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would say that he's not not as good a pass catcher as Chubb Chubb either. I think I think Williams is more of like the dump off option in the NFL, not necessarily the the receiving weapon, and not that Chubb has really been used that way either. But I think we've seen his receiving ability come to fruition. Um, so and I, and I'm not sure Javante has has Chubb's breakaway speed either. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. But one. I like him. Yep. All right, so then I was up next at the uh, the 108. I took Jalen Waddle. So my comp for Jalen Waddle. He may be a dolphin via the draft, but in real life, he is a sailfish, the fastest marine animal on the planet with the ability to climb up to 70 miles an hour in the water. Jalen fits this description. Uh, sailfish are also considered a top predator in the ocean. I, I look for Waddle to use his bill to strike fear in defensive backs across the league. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, you could have did the cheetah, but there's already somebody in the league that goes by that name. Uh, Waddle very fast, uh, but also a very toolsy player. So I like the sailfish. I didn't know they could go that fast in the water. And they're saying, you know, when they actually, uh, uh, break the water and go in the air, they can actually gain an extra couple miles an hour, uh, when they're out of the water. So that's, uh, that is a fast, fast fish. That's for sure. So I like that for Jalen Waddle. Love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. I, I can't, see like having these animal comps, it kind of makes me want to go like watch videos of a sailfish swimming in the water because <laughs> badass, that is, man. they are awesome. Freaking fast. That is so fast. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty dang crazy. And, uh, you know, what's, what's odd is these are one of the biggest, uh, like sports fish targets. Like when people go out sports fishing down in the, uh, 
Caribbean or off the coast of Florida, people looking to get the sailfish and things oh, yeah. like that. Um, they've actually done studies. Uh, a sailfish's normal lifespan is something like 13 years on average. Uh, the average lifespan of a sailfish that has been caught and then re-released is somewhere between five and six years. So don't go catching them. Let yeah. them live. Yeah, it is. Uh, I thought that was an interesting little fact. Uh, so at the ninth pick, Doug took Jalen's former teammate, Devonta Smith, the now Eagles wide receiver. And Tyler and I agree, probably Doug's best written comp. And we'll get into that here in a second. But very, very well done, Doug. Devonta Smith, he has comp to the Black Widow Spider. Smith is beautiful to look at on the field. But don't forget, he is quite deadly when he's on it. He spins his web beautifully with precise routes. And once you're caught in it, you are just his prey. Do not let his size fool you. His wingspan and ability to pluck the ball out of the air and contort his body is graceful, just like the Black Widow Spider moves effortlessly in the wild. Smith may not look strong in the same way that silk appears to be fragile, but it is strong as steel wire of the same size. Smith is not to be underestimated. So I, I think this is a beautifully written comp because, uh, you know, despite the fact he put up crazy, crazy numbers his last year at Alabama. Yeah, historical. Numbers we will probably to, never see. Oh, the body. And I don't know if the size will. Yes, historically, people of this size don't do well in the NFL. But people of this size also historically don't put up those numbers in college either. So bingo. Uh, it's going to be an interesting case study with Devonta Smith, but I think the comp to a black widow spider is uh, very well done here. Yeah, I like it. And, you know, they have those skinny little legs just like Devonta Smith. So. Yes, they do. He does have <laughs> little spider are, legs. I mean, I, it's, it's yeah. funny because I posted a picture of three of the most talked about quad running backs and all that. And then I posted Devonta Smith right next to all of them. <laughs> and, and, I mean, in today's – maybe in 10, 15 years ago NFL, Smith would be – a non-factor because of the, you know, being able to push more and press more in today's NFL. I, I have no idea why people don't think he can succeed. And and honestly, it's probably the quarterback that you got to think about most. But other than that, he's, he's got every tool you want in a receiver. He's Jerry Judy sub 10 pounds. That's my opinion. I mean, and it's all in the legs. Like he's just got tiny legs. (laughs) They are, they are, Freak, not freakish, but <sighs> you see the guy Soccer on the football field legs. and you're like, man, yeah. I just, where's where's the rest of your leg at, guy? You know? I don't know. Maybe so, he just slides through things like a cat can slide through the bottom of a door so easily. That's why you can't <laughs> press him. Yeah. Uh, so, so Matt, in our chat when we were doing the draft, let us all know that we absolutely hate Travis Etienne. Yeah, and the, the and the And the slide had gone too far. So Matt jumped in here with the 10th pick and took Travis Etienne. Why don't you tell us your animal comp for, well, I want to know why you guys hate Travis Etienne. So, first of all, he's my, I, I have Tyler to, is I have just to, a, a, a running back I, hater. I, I just don't like running backs in dynasty because they don't obtain value long. And it, bo- it's starting to bother me big time, but I, I have to confess. I have more shares of Etienne in dynasty leagues than I do of Najee and Javante Williams combined. So, Okay. I mean, yeah, it's there. Yeah, he's my running back one in the class, just because I, 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 because because of what you said. To be honest with you, Najee, I think his situation is great for this season, but you know, once Ben moves on, you know, 
I, I just don't know. I think long term he could be he could he could be in a worse situation than ETN, who has this exciting new offense with mm-hmm. quarterback, new quarterback, and uh, you know he. I think he doesn't need he doesn't need the volume that Najee is going to get to be successful in the NFL. Uh, and just to segue into that, because I think he's the most explosive running back in the class. He doesn't need you know thirty touches a game to to be a fantasy producer for us. And his acceler- acceleration is his best trait for me. The way he pulls away from from uh, defenders in a short area. Area. Um, so this is this is a cop out. In fact, Tim just mentioned not using Cheetah because somebody else did. But I'm not using Cheetah because of the, he's the fastest land animal in the world. I'm using Cheetah because of their acceleration, which is zero to sixty in three seconds, which is faster than most automobiles on the road, other than the supercars like Corvettes and Aston Martins, McLarens. Those things can hit zero to sixty in three seconds, uh, but the Cheetah can as well. So focusing more on the acceleration than that top speed. Can you imagine driving a car and starting it up and then like you're in a Corvette and you're like, oh, nothing can beat this. And then you look to your left and there's a cheetah running <laughs> side by side next to you. You're just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is pretty. I didn't know they got that. I, I knew they went that fast. I didn't know they got up to speed that fast. though. Yeah, I think top speed is like 75 or 76 miles an hour. God, so they're, get, they're they get getting faster. Most of that in three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> they're, they're getting faster. Imagine we taught cheetahs how to use a gym, you know? Yeah. Yeah, coming out like DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did see a picture of a squirrel the other day. That I swear to God, the thing had a, a six pack on it. <laughs> Have you ever they seen pictures out. of like uh, uh, like the red kangaroos who are there yes. just like just yeah, jacked just up? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I guess what? you could say they're kangaroo jacked. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's that you, is it a commercial could, or something like a bud commercial or something where he goes out and punches the the the, the kangaroo and it just stands up and looks at him there was, I think um, so. there was a maybe video, that's real i don't know there was a video like two years ago <laughs> where the kangaroo going after a dog, this guy's right? dog yeah yeah so he like ran out there and i don't know what possessed him to do but he like he swung on the kangaroo he threw a hook at the kangaroo and the kangaroo goes <laughs> Like, and what? then he just stands up like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, run, come on, you know, spot, run. <laughs> he and the dog run away. But, yeah, I don't – yeah, some of those some of those kangaroo pictures are just – I got it. I just – I don't know why we're talking about kangaroos and gyms, but I just imagine somebody punching a kangaroo and then him setting down his, like, gym bag, the kangaroo himself setting down a gym bag, like, all right, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go, bro. <laughs> So, Tyler, you were up next with the 11th pick, and you said this pick was for comp reasons only. Because I was excited to comp this player just because (laughs) it's it's Mac Jones of the Patriots. There's two comps. I decided to go with one. I wanted to go, like, a body image type for a comp but because, you know, that picture with a shirt off and a cigar. But I decided to go a different route, and I decided to go with a parrot. And a parrot is one of the most intelligent birds, which Mac Jones is super intelligent, but you know what else a parrot does? It kind of copies what it is told. And that's Mac Jones to a T. You know, he's going to be kind of the, get it into the microphone and the helmet and then just kind of do what the coach says. That type of player. That's why people thought he'd fit well with Shanahan because mm-hmm. Shanahan could kind of be the conductor or he would be the conductor and the chain would be kind of like the master, the puppeteer. Um, parrots, I mean, they, they imitate other people and they live for 80 years. And yes, a parrot can outlive you. If you have a parrot, there's a good chance that parrot's outliving you. So 
I think Mac Jones has a very long career, and if it's not as a starter, I think he's going to be a fantastic backup if he doesn't succeed as a starter. So I think we're going to hear a lot of Mac Jones. To me, Andy Dalton, same story. Andy Dalton people aren't fans of, but you know what? He's going to be in the league for a long time as a backup. It doesn't matter if you like him or not. I think Andy Dalton's going to be that 38, 39-year-old backup, kind of like a Fitzpatrick style uh, here and there, but he's going to be around for a while, and that is why I comped him to the Parrot. I like it, and I want to use this opportunity to say don't get a parrot if you think you want a pet. <laughs> and Don't get a bird, and well, I guess it's especially a parrot, you know, because they, like you said, they live so long. So if you don't have a plan for them after you you pass on, you know, then, then that parrot's going to suffer. And also yeah, if you yeah. have children and you think you're just going to pass it to the children, that's a horrible gift because because parrots in general will bond to one one person, you know, maybe a couple of people. But if those if they don't, it doesn't have a relationship with your kids, if you're passing them on to your kids, then they're going uh, not be You're so just happy passing with on you. a burden yeah that hates yeah. your bird that hates you and you have to take care of and yeah <laughs> and then and then God. of course you're you're like your kids are going to spite you for doing it so it's not going to be a good image so <laughs> absolutely wow you better leave them a lot of something else uh, along with the parrot yes. to, to make up for it i did not know that a parrot lived that day long. yeah that's crazy that's crazy yeah, like I said, I learned something every bad, year. Bad pet. Don't get one. Yeah. All right. So the last pick in the uh, draft here, the 12th pick, I went with Zach Wilson, quarterback, uh, for the New York Jets. So my comp, Zach Wilson, Jet QB, and former BYU product, like his mom, will always be a cougar. <laughs> Google it, Jeez. people. Google I it. feel I feel like that's the only reason why you made this comp. <laughs> Hold on. Would you say that Coug- he's making New York Cougar Town? Oh yeah. <laughs> Known as a stalking animal, cougars also have the speed to chase down prey when needed. This surprisingly agile young man may just sneak up on his haters this year. Looking at you, Tyler. Looking directly at you, Tyler. The cougar has strong legs equal to Zach's live arm. Cougars also have well-documented flexibility to attack from from multiple angles, just like Wilson's ability to throw from multiple platforms as well as arm angles. So yeah, I got to sneak the uh, the you know his mom's a cougar thing in there. It worked you know, out well. Maybe maybe I'll be a fan once he turns fifteen or sixteen. He I, he, I yeah I get that I get that I that was my a very first thought. I was like, what's a young looking animal? And I was like. Animals, I mean, puppy. I feel like, <laughs> so, no, I, honestly, I feel like cougars look young. Like, they, they, their face doesn't change much. I, I could probably be wrong, and I probably am wrong, which yeah, I'm probably wrong about Zach Wilson, too. He'll probably just blow up, and Tim will be able to shove it in my face for the rest of his life. But I, I you know, is the BYU cougars, it's like his mom's hot, you know. <laughs> this is the, it's like, this I think is it the writes stuff. itself. This is the stuff you get at DHH. I mean, (laughs) nothing short of brilliant. So, I don't know. Uh, Matt, do you think the cougar works for for Zach or his mom? I actually have. I don't think I've seen his mom, so I'll have to go and confirm that later. Yeah, just Google Uh, it. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah i think it works like aesthetically i guess i'm i i'm i'm in tyler's camp I, i'm not a zach wilson fan either but as, as a football player but sure I'm, I'm okay with the cougar huh my my favorite thing with zach wilson right now is how a lot of stories are well he had some ups and downs 
It's like, uh, okay, well, give us well, more. Tell us more. He had one up. He had one outlier season, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, did he you see Elijah that? Moore, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you guys good. did. It's old by this point. on, But on, I think it was on draft night where we, he was, or maybe it was at a basketball game. Yes. Or he was standing yes. next to a bunch of the other Jets. He looks so uncomfortable. Like, yeah. the, I just feel like New York media is going to eat him alive, like even more than they did Sam Darnold. So yeah, yeah. You're uh, going from you're you're going from you got BYU, a young Utah Mormon kid who's <laughs> yeah. now in the big city. Um, you uh, know, guys were throwing up you know peace signs and stuff. Yeah, he didn't know what was happening. Got a little nervous, but yeah, he was visibly uh, shook. He was, uh, you know, looking yeah. all around. Uh, if he's visibly shook at that point, what's he going to do when those yeah. players, the same size of those players, are bearing down on him after two seconds uh, after the snap? I know? mean, yeah. they say they say spirits and, and ghosts and, and demons kind of stay in the same house. So is Zach Wilson going to see the same ghost that Sam Darnold saw <laughs> in New York? <laughs> well, you saw you saw when Gase had his press conference. That's what his eyes were going funky. He was following that ghost around the room. Yeah, it and makes now sense. Zach Wilson's already seeing the ghost too. You I know, feel like there's some some Blake Bortles seeing ghosts going fetal in his future. Mm. I do th- I do think Wilson's delivery is. A uh, hundred times better than Blake Bortles ever was. That's <laughs> I mean, Bortles' arm motion was not good. So, uh, you know, but that's our Animal Comp draft, our Animal Comp episode. Um, you know, I really, I, I think Doug might have won it there with his Black Widow comp. That was very well written by Doug. I like that one a lot. Um, but, yeah, I actually found Zach Wilson's – I was typing something in about Zach Wilson, typed in Zach Wilson, and sometimes it autofills things. And one of the options was mom. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So, well, that's why people are searching this. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> and she's she's very vocal about her son. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I think the Jets media is going to like her more mm-hmm. than they're going to like Zach Wilson because she actually – loves to talk she likes uh you know yeah, just chat attention. about her son yeah, yeah. she she'll definitely fit right in yep absolutely absolutely uh so that's gonna do it for our animal comp episode this year once again thank you to mr price for joining us and having this fun uh, it's it's always one of my favorite episodes of the year can't hey, wait for next year already anytime man you know i can talk about things other than animals too so if you ever want you know i know you like to save save it for this episode but if you ever mm. want to talk you know other stuff i'm happy to come on there wait too, you but. you talk football i do surprisingly <laughs> i talk football where do you t- where do you talk football at? want to tell us where that's you why, that's why tyler's a professional is that segue right there uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh you can find all of my work over at dynastyleaguefootball.com uh on the flagship podcast with ryan mcdowell and dan myler every week uh at dynasty game night with john bosch and russ fisher and Recently, Rocky Petrea has been doing some games for us. Um, yeah, follow Twitter at MattPriceFF. Uh, let's talk some football. If you want to have fun, listen to Dynasty Game Night because as a listener, you'll sit there and you'll know an answer and you'll scream at your radio in your car. And I can <laughs> tell you, you from yourself. experience. Or, I can tell or you, you from hate experience. yourself because you don't know that or you think you know and you don't. Maybe. I can tell you from experience, then you think, uh, you know, hey, I, I could do well on this. And then you actually get on that show and you're like, I can't remember anything. I'm the dumbest man alive. I swear I got, to God. So. I got one answer right, I think, when I was on your first year you did it. And I have not been invited on I was going to say, it, it might be time to have you guys on again. It's been a while. So oh, I'll man. make that happen. I, I, I listen to the episodes when they come out and I'm like, man, where were these questions at when I was on? And then... 
But then you guys will hit me with some things on there that I'm like, yeah, these are the, those are those questions I was getting because I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> so, but they're a lot of fun to listen to, and you guys have a great time, especially when Bosch, uh, uh, you know, drinks a couple extra ones. Oh, you know? he does. This, yeah. This. Yes. <laughs> you can't get Bosch right. to shut up on that show. I love this. All right, everybody, that will do it for this episode, episode 264. We are going to record early next week or early this week for next weekend's episode. I'm going to be up north. We're going up to the cabin. So uh, we will be around uh, a 50-50 chance of an episode happening, but we will get right back on board and in the swing of things again as soon as our vacations kind of kind of round up but you know what it's summer let's enjoy it you guys enjoy the nice weather and stay safe see you guys later Bye.